Good morning, everyone, and uh, lovely, lovely to see everyone here for the first Sunday of Lent, and welcome, welcome, yep. and the call to worship. Patient and forgiving God, we come together to worship and praise you. We know about our need to forgiveness. Restoring and renewing God, we come to worship God and to confess our sin. Filled with pride over our self-sufficiency. Gracious and generous God, we come to rejoice and celebrate your mercy. Through God's mercy and grace, we know we are forgiven and we give thanks. With God's help, we can now start again with each other and with God. Amen. Blessed be God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God's kingdom now and forever. And the opening hymn is Blessed Assurance.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. You may return to the Lord your God, who is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. There is one body and one spirit. There is one hope in God's call to us. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all. Please be seated. Baptism is the gift of our Lord Jesus Christ. When he had risen from the dead, he commanded his followers to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We come together today to obey that command. Baptism with water signifies the cleansing from sin that Jesus' death makes possible and the new life that God gives through to us through his Holy Spirit. In baptism, the promises of God are visibly signed and sealed for us. We are joined to Christ and made members of his body, the church universal. Children are baptized in response to God's all-embracing love. Parents who have responded to that love come now, bringing their children for baptism. Before this congregation, they must express their own trust and commitment to the promises of God and their intention to bring up their children in faith and practice of the church. We pray that those who will be baptised will be empowered by the Holy Spirit for the ministry of service and, and to which God has shall call them. Today we welcome Emily, who will be baptised here. A warm welcome also to their friends and families and loved ones and anybody who perhaps is watching online as well. So let us affirm our trust in God's mercy and in a moment of silence confess that we need forgiveness. Lord, you have created this world and made us in your own image. Forgive us when we turn away from you. Lord, have mercy. Lord, God, through your Son, who overcame evil and death, rescue us from slavery to sin. Christ, have mercy. Lord God, by your spirit, you restored us to fellowship with you and with one another. Breathe your love and freedom into our lives. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Almighty God, you have promised forgiveness to all those who turn to him in faith. Pardon you and set you free from all your sins. Strengthen you in all goodness and keep you in eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, whose Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ, is the light of the world, may your people, illumined by your word and sacraments, shine with the radiance of his glory, that he may be known, worshipped and obeyed to the ends of the earth, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Ministry of the Word. Heavenly Father, give us wisdom and understanding. As we listen to your word, may we know you better, love you more, and learn to please you in all we do. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. 
The first reading is from the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verses 15 to 17, and chapter 3, verses 1 to 7. The Lord God took the man and put him in a garden of Eden to till it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall die. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God say you shall not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it, or you shall die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. Hear the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Psalm 32, we shall say alternate verses and the last one together. <coughs> Blessed are those whose sin is forgiven, whose iniquity is put away. Blessed are those who For whilst I held my tongue, my bones wasted away with my daily complaining. Then I acknowledged my sin to you, and my iniquity I did not hide. For this cause shall everyone that is faithful Make their prayer to you in the day of trouble, and in the time of the great water flood, it shall not come near them. I will instruct you and direct you in the way that you should go. I will fasten my eye upon you and give you counsel. Great tribulations remain for the ungodly, but whoever puts their trust in the Lord, mercy embraces them on the right on every side. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous, and be glad, and shout for joy, all you that are true of heart. The second reading is from the letter to the Romans, chapter 5, verses 12 to 21. Therefore, shall as sin just as sin came into the world through one man and death came through sin, 
And so death spread to all because all have sinned. Sin was indeed in the world before the law, but sin is not reckoned when there is no law. Yet death exercised dominion from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sins were not like the transgression of Adam, who is a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died through the one man's trespass, much more surely have the grace of God and the free gift in the grace of one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for the many. And the free gift is not like the effect of one man's sin, for the judgment follow, following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brings justification. If because of one man's trespass, death exercised dominion through that one, much more surely will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness exercise dominion in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, just as one man's trespass led to condemnation for all, so one man's act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all. For just as by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. But law came in with the result that the trespass multiplied. But where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, so that just as sin exercised dominion in death, so grace might also exercise dominion through justification, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. The Lord be with you. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards, he, after he was, uh, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command His angels concerning you, and on, your, on, your, on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and, in, and their splendor. And he said to him, All these I will give you, if you fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, 
Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him and suddenly angels came and waited on him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Please be seated. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Now, some of us oldies can remember when our kids were fairly young. And we can remember when they started to figure out who the people in their lives were via relational categories. So they might say something like this. So Nana is mummy's mummy. Or grandma is daddy's mummy. Or perhaps Aunt Glennis is mummy's sister. Or Uncle Craig is daddy's brother. Can we all remember that when our kids made that transition? When they started to see relational categories. Now listening to little kids figure out all this is very heartwarming. However, I realised something else. I realised how incredibly and entirely rela uh, relational identity is. Our identity is entirely relational. While we tend to think of our identity as highly personal, or our identity is something we develop or discover or even create for ourselves or on our own, it turns out that our identity is firmly and unavoidably rooted in our relationships. Now, let me explain. I can't be a father without kids. I can't be a husband without a wife. Or a teacher is not a teacher without students. Or a citizen without a country of other citizens is not a citizen. As it turns out, pretty much everything I might say about myself involves others. And what I call my identity ultimately emerges from the nexus, from the connection of relationships I enjoy with countless other people. I think this idea of uh, relational identity is key to understanding this week's biblical readings, particularly those from Genesis and Matthew. Each tells a story of temptation. And while we might uh, be inclined to describe the content of these temptations in the terms of status and also in power, I would suggest instead that they are actually more about identity. Let's start with Genesis, the first reading. Notice that while the serpent offers Adam and Eve the promise of ultimate godlike knowledge, the serpent does it in a way that portrays God as untrustworthy. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, let's recap. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God say, you shall not eat from any tree in the garden? Did God really say? The serpent begins sowing seeds of doubt in the minds of Eve and Adam and then asserts, you will not die in verse 4, contradicting God's word. Now, having undermined Adam and Eve, having undermined their confidence in God, the serpent then invites them to establish themselves, that is, craft their own identity independent of their relationship with God. Genesis 3, 5 says, When you eat 
of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good from evil. In other words, who needs God when you can be like God all on your own? That's what he's saying. And so Adam and Eve, because of their insecurity, because uh, of, uh, they fell for the, the, the ruse of the serpent, and they, at they attempt to define and they start to attempt to define themselves apart from God. But they end up only defining themselves over and against each other. Over and against each other. And this is the tragic scene that has played out over and over and over again for thousands and thousands and thousands of years throughout human history. Attempting to define ourselves apart from God we appallingly, and I, I, could, I wish I could have used a stronger word there, but we appallingly end up defining ourselves against each other. Now, let's go to Matthew's reading, Matthew's gospel reading again. While the substance of the devil's temptation include the capacity to turn stones to bread, uh, call upon angels for security and safety, and the promise of power and dominion, all of these temptations are all about identity this morning. Notice that the devil begins to try to undermine the identity Jesus has just been given after his baptism in the previous scene of Matthew. The phrase, if you are the son of God, if you are the son of God, calls Jesus' identity into question. As the devil exchanges with Adam and Eve. The devil seeks to rob Jesus. As, 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 as the devil, same exchange he had with Adam and Eve, the devil seeks to rob Jesus of his God-given identity and replace it with a false identity that the devil has manufactured. Notice too that Jesus' resistance to this temptation, not through uh, acts of brute force, or not through acts of sheer will here, but rather by taking refuge in an identity found and security found through his relationship with God. A relationship that implies absolute dependence on God and an identity with others as well. And in that way, Jesus will be content to be hungry as others are hungry. Jesus will depend on God's word and grace for all good things. He will be at risk and he will be vulnerable as others are vulnerable. And like all others who follow God, he too will find safety in the promises of God. And so Jesus refuses to define himself or seek power apart from his relationship with God. So Jesus gives his worship and allegiance only to his heavenly father. Now let's check in with our Romans text, uh, pick it up at verse 17, chapter 5, verse 17. It says, if because of one man's trespass, death exercised dominion, that one much more surely will, will those who receive the, abs the abundance of grace and the, the free gift of righteousness exercise in life through one man, Jesus Christ. So because of one man's trespasses, who is Paul referring to as that one man? Adam, Adam. So going back to our Genesis story, because of Adam's trespasses, we all have suffered the effects of sin. But now the second Adam comes, Paul tells us, 
and we are to receive abundance and grace, the free gift of righteousness, exercising dominion in life through the other man, the new man, the new Adam, Jesus Christ. So Jesus, as Paul writes, is our in our third reading, offers us abundance and grace and offers us new life through the obedience or the obedient dependence on God for his identity, for our identity. And adding to all that, Jesus also offers us an example, a refuge, as it were, in times of temptation. It is not just the devil who seeks to steal our identity this morning. Each day we are besieged by countless advertisements that seek to create in us a sense of lack, a sense of insecurity, a sense of inadequacy, all the while employing the promise that if you buy this car, if you use this deodorant, if, if you make your teeth whiter and brighter, you will be accepted. The message of the consumer consumption culture is simple. You are not enough. You're not skinny enough. You're not smart enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not strong enough. You're not rich enough. You don't deserve respect, love or acceptance. That's the message of our consumer consumption culture. And here's the thing. It is a damned lie. And I use that word theologically. It is a damned lie. It's a demonic attempt at, keep, uh, to, at, the, at the kind of identity theft that is far worse than the one we've been trained to fear. And Jesus offers us a way out, a way to safeguard our identity by lodging it in God's good gift and promise. But Jesus does more than even that. He also demonstrates just how deeply God loves us by going to the cross. And that's right, Jesus did not die on the cross in order that we might be acceptable or to make God loving. But rather, Jesus died to show us that God already loves us, that God already loves us and has declared that we are not just acceptable, but we are treasured, that we are priceless, that we are beyond measure. When Martin Luther, the great 14th century reformer of the Christian church, when he felt oppressed by his conscience or plagued by doubt or plagued by fear and insecurity, he would sometimes shout out in defiance, echoing Jesus' words today in Matthew's Gospel, Away with you, Satan! I am baptised. We constantly need to be reminded of the promise inscribed on our foreheads at holy baptism, one which is in our order of service today, a promise that will be inscribed on the forehead of Emily as she is baptised. And that is, I sign you with the sign of the cross to show that you are marked as Christ's own forever, forever. A promise that tells us that God declares us worthy of love, that God declares us worthy of dignity and respect and has pledged to be both with us this morning and for us throughout all of our lives. This is a good time to take stock this morning. This is a good time to call to our minds a time when we have felt inadequate, a time when we have felt unworthy, just in this past week perhaps. And with that attempt at identity theft in our mind, 
we need to be reminded from today's scriptures that speak clearly, they speak strongly, that God has declared in Jesus Christ that we are enough, that you are enough, that I am enough. In fact, we are actually more than enough, the Bible tells us, because if you are a Christ follower this morning, God has accepted you as God's own beloved child. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for the amazing example of Jesus. When he set aside his rights and abilities in order to be obedient to your word and will, may I keep my eyes and my heart on Christ's earthly example and resist the temptation to act independently of you. Help me to depend on you in every outcome of life, knowing that this is your will for me, and bring and, and, and that brings honor to your name. This I ask in the mighty name of Jesus and all God's people said, Amen. Please stand as we sing our or we sing a, a, a song and worship God. I will enter his gates.
I've just noticed that Miss Emily's ducked off to the toilet and this is her time for baptism now. So please be seated. So if, if godparents and uh, dad want to come and stand up and if you come and stand on this side here. If you want to go and chase up Emily <laughs> or chase up mum. So just while, come, come on, you'll come and stand up, it's okay. So in bold, have you got your order of service? Did you? Okay, go and grab it. Come on. So these are the responses in bold, okay? Okay. 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 It's even got a name on it. Yeah, yeah. Keep it for... for, for, for. Come on, Emily. This is eight, page number eight. Mum, have you got a order of service? So we welcome Emily, who comes to be baptised, and uh, I invite the parents and the godparents to be present now for her. So Emily's parents, you need to say, we this this here involved, yeah. Present Emily to be baptised. Will you accept the responsibility placed on you to bring Emily up for, to in bringing Emily for baptism? Are you willing to answer on behalf of Emily? I am. I will. Thanks, Ray. <laughs> Don't worry, Ray. Ray echoes about two seconds yeah, later. Yeah. He's, all, he's all good. He he's good. Me, he's yeah, helped. Yeah, yeah. By your own prayers and example, by your friendship and love, will you encourage Emily in the life and faith of the Christian community? I will with God's help. Before God and this congregation, you must affirm that you turn to Christ and reject all that is evil. Do you turn to Christ? I trust to Christ. I turn to Christ. Yes. Yeah. Do you repent of your sins, all of us? I repent of my sins. Do you reject selfish living and all that is false and unjust? Do you renounce Satan and all evil? I renounce all that is evil. Almighty God, deliverer, Almighty God, deliver you from the power of darkness and lead you in the light of Christ to his everlasting kingdom. Amen. Amen. Will you each, by God's grace, strive to live as a disciple of Christ, loving God with your whole heart and your neighbour as yourself until your life's end? Amen. And turning to the congregation, you have heard the parents and godparents respond to Christ. Will you support them? In this calling, let us pray. Grant, merciful God, that Emily may be so buried with Christ in baptism that the new nature may be risen up in them, in her, sorry. May the fruit of your spirit grow and flourish in her. God of grace, hear our prayer. Give to their parents and godparents and their families the desire to share with Emily what you have revealed in your holy gospel. God of grace, Hear may Emily know Christ's forgiving love and continue in the fellowship and service of his church. May she proclaim the word and example, the good news of God in Christ. God of grace, Hear we thank you for the ministry we have in the word, in the world, sorry, and to each other and to the household of faith. Hasten the day 
when the whole creation shall be made perfect in Christ. God of grace. The Lord be with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. We give you thanks that at the beginning of creation, your Holy Spirit moved on the waters to bring forth light and life. With water, you cleansed and replenished the earth. You nourish and sustain all living things. Thanks be to God. We give you thanks that through the waters of the Red Sea, you led your people out of slavery into freedom and brought them through the river of Jordan into new life, into the promised land. Thanks be to God. We give you thanks for your son, Jesus Christ, who was baptized by John for his anointing with the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God. We give you thanks that through the deep waters of death, Jesus delivered us from the sin, from sin, our sin, and, and raised us to new life triumphant. Thanks be to God. We give you thanks for the grace of the Holy Spirit who forms us in the likeness of Christ and leads us to proclaim your gospel. Thanks be to God. And now we give thanks to you that you have called Emily, your servant, to new birth in your church through the waters of baptism. Pour out your Holy Spirit in blessing. And sanctify this water so that those who are baptized in it may be made one with Christ in his death and resurrection. May they die to sin, raise to newness of life, and continue forever in Jesus Christ, our Lord, through whom we give you praise and honor in the unity of the Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Now I turn... The godparents and godparents again. Um, and I'm wondering if the whole church can, can help these guys out and we say the, uh, uh, the creed together. I now ask you to affirm as your faith of the church. Do you believe in God the Father? Do you believe in God the Son? Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. This is the faith of the Church. We believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You want to pick Emily up? We got. That's it. That's it. So just pop her head somewhere in that vicinity. <laughs> Emily, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. There you go. There you go, Dad or Mum. Where's Mum gone? There you go. <laughs> yeah, Monica will take care of it.
Okay, Emily. Emily, I sign you with the cross to show that you are marked as Christ's forever. Live as a disciple of Christ. Fight the good faith. Finish the race. Keep the faith. And the congregation said... God has brought you out of darkness into his marvellous light. God has called you into his church. Amen. Let's give a round of applause to Emily. You guys need to sign this. This is a commitment that you're going to look after her. Okay? So I'll give that to mum. I'm going to light this candle and I'll leave it at the altar. But just blow it out and take it home, okay? All right. Please be seated. Thank you. Let's all stand and we sing that song. Did you anyone want to, did you want to get a photo or do you want to do it later? Do it later? Okay, let's all stand and sing Praise My Soul. You're the prayers next.
Please be seated, everyone, and take an attitude of prayer. <coughs> Most merciful God, from whose presence we can stray but never hide, hear the prayers we bring for your people. We pray for the nations of the world, for all people in places of danger or violence, for the hungry and homeless, and for all who bear the responsibility of government. We particularly bring to you the people of the Ukraine who are facing a continuous war. We pray for the people of um, Turkey and Iran, Syria, Syria sorry, yeah, who are, have um, endured that horrific earthquake, and for all troubled spots in the world. When we cannot resist the seduction of power, prestige and material possessions, when we take more than our share of the world's resources, whenever we are tempted to sin, strengthen us to do your will and fill us with your grace. God of all mercy, hear our prayers. We pray for the church, for all communities of faith throughout the world, for those who worship in this place, for those who worship in this place, for our clergy and all who minister in your name. We pray particularly for um, Archbishop Ria, for Bishop Kate, for Reverend Neil and Giselle and Tim, and all the uh, parish council and the wardens in this parish. Uh, when we choose to disobey your teaching and follow our own desires, when by our lives we do dishonour to your gospel, whenever we are tempted to sin, strengthen us to do your will and fill us with your grace. God of all mercy, hear our prayer. Your brother Ray, okay, we'll put him in prayer. We pray for all with whom we share our lives, those with whom we work and learn, those who live in this community for our families, our friends, and for ourselves. And we particularly pray for our church um, family. We pray for, um, we pray in addition to um, Reverend Taylor and his family. Thank you. We pray for Sue, Rob's mum. We pray for Ale, Chal Majok, and for Rebecca and all the family as they care for her, and we give thanks uh, that they're with us today. We, play, we pray for Glennis and Alan Ranson, who are also with us today, special prayers for them. We pray for Sid and Faye Elliott. We pray for Sylvia Lyons, and we give thanks um, that Ian Satur is with us today, and we give thanks and we pray for his continued healing He's slowly getting better, and but he's suffering um, from fatigue, still very tired, and he's very, very weak. So um, Genesis to say thanks, thanks, um, thanks to you for your love and prayers. Please uh, keep him in your prayers, especially this week. We pray for the Triple C M Food Bank for more stock for those in need. And I see today we have an abundant offering, so we thank. Um, everyone who's brought offering today. Uh, it's much needed in the community. We pray for Jean Partridge, for Tracy Byrne, 
for Barry Leslie, for Margaret Toner, Alarm, Dennis Coglin in Estia House and for Myrtle, his wife and her family, all those in assisted care homes and the professionals looking after them um, under a lot of pressure, all medical professionals. And today we especially pray for Emily Darby Tonbull and her family, all of you here, as they bring her for baptism today. And we pray for the coming World Day of Prayer this coming Friday, and the focus is on Taiwan. Please continue to, uh, we've got Ian and Janice, and the men in Barwon Prison and Melbourne Remand Centre. We also uh, pray for uh, Sue's uh, friend, Ken Hornibrook, who's been taken urgently to hospital for brain, brain surgery. So we hope um, and pray for uh, God to guide the, all the medical professionals and to give him a safe and um, peaceful recovery. Almighty God, you have promised to hear our prayers. Grant that what we have asked in faith, we may by your grace receive. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Grace and peace be with you. Please exchange a sign of the peace with those around you. Come and say hello to Emily too and exchange some peace with Emily as well. I'm the guy that wet your head. <laughs> Render to the Lord the honour due to his name. Bring offerings and come into his courts. Let's sing our offering song. Thank you. 
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness, we have these gifts to share. Accept and use our offerings as we give in person and online for your glory and for the service of your kingdom. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. All glory and honour be yours always and everywhere, mighty Creator, ever-living God. We give you thanks and praise for your, our Son, or your, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Saviour, who by the power of your Holy Spirit was born of Mary and lived as one of us. He was tempted in every way, as we are, yet he did not sin. By his death on the cross and raising to new life, he offered one true sacrifice for sin and obtained an eternal deliverance for his people. By his grace, we are able to triumph over every evil and to walk in the way of his love. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing. Merciful God, we thank you for these gifts of your creation, this bread and wine. And we pray that by your word and Holy Spirit, we who eat and drink them may be partakers of Christ's body and blood. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, Take, eat, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup and again, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Drink from this, all of you. This is the blood of the new covenant, shed for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore we do as our Saviour has commanded, proclaiming his offering of himself made once and for all upon the cross, his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. And looking for his coming again, we celebrate with this bread and this cup his one perfect and sufficient sacrifice of the, for the sins of the whole world. Renew us by your Holy Spirit. Unite us in the body of your Son and bring us with all your people into the joy of your eternal kingdom through Jesus Christ our Lord with whom and in whom, in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, we worship you, Father, in songs of never-ending praise. Accept our prayers through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread 
Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. We who are many are one body. The gifts of God for the people of God. Come, let us take this holy sacrament of the body and blood of Christ in remembrance that he died for us and feed on him in our hearts by faith and thanksgiving. So as I uh, minister the Holy Communion, if you didn't come or couldn't come to our Ash Wednesday service, just gone, and would like to have the imposition of ashes at this service, um, Monica will be standing on this side of the altar, and, and so as you go past, just go up to her, look her in the eye, and she will give you the sign of the ashes on your forehead. If you don't, uh, you don't move too slow past her because she'll get you, okay? <laughs> the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The blood of Christ, the cup of salvation.
God of mercy, may we who have shared this holy meal know your forgiveness in our lives. Bring your reconciliation to others and be a sign of your wholeness in this broken world. And we say together, Father, we offer ourselves to you as a living sacrifice through Jesus Christ our Lord. Send us out in the power of your spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Grant, merciful Lord, to your faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sin and serve you with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please stand as we sing our final hymn, Break Every Chain.
thanks very much. I just um, wanted to make an announcement on behalf of the incumbency committee and uh, let everybody know that Neil's uh, license has been renewed. So congratulations, Neil. And also congratulations to us that uh, Neil is staying on. Just to draw your attention again one more time, sorry to ear bash, but the World Day of Prayer is coming up next Friday. It's going to be held at St Anthony's in Melton South, starts at 10.30. Um, it's uh, run by the Bible Society and this year's focus is on Taiwan and uh, the brides, of Thai brides that are imported into Taiwan because the uh, population growth is uh, one of the lowest in the world. So they're, they're importing uh, Chinese and Southeast Asian brides. So the uh, Bible societies, Bible societies on the ground to uh, support those people and uh, to come alongside them. So please, please come along and we, uh, we have lovely prayer and then there's a nice morning tea. Thank you. Oh, and there's a uh, gold coin donation box out on the back table. It's got spots all over it, the box. So gold coin donation, much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you, God, for Emily. Hello. Yeah, we welcome you, Emily, in the church. And say to mom, always, don't give up, bring always in the church and to learn where they, you know, to be teaching there. Emily and me, we are key teacher. <laughs> we love it. Yeah, um, we have a Sudanese World Day Prayer as well, date 4, 4th of March. This one is third, isn't it? Yeah. And in uh, Victoria, what they call uh, Kingston, uh, St. Andrew Church in city, yeah, in a city. They're so hard. When you need address, come and grab this one, and then you can take address, take photo with phone or whatever. You come in, when you pray, all day, everyone, everyone, with Sudanese, anywhere, because Australia is a good country. They combine everyone. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, just before we talk about the egg cartons, um, <laughs> there, there's a wardens and PCs, PC and uh, parish council, sorry, and church wardens meeting this Tuesday at six o'clock. So be praying for that as well, and also uh, food bank, very important ministry that we're a part of uh, that uh, distributes off the, the property of the Lutheran Church down in, what street is that? What street is that? Coburn's Road. Coburn's Road, yeah. And uh, so uh, be a part of, that's, this is what this trolley's all about. So there's empty egg cartons in there and also uh, food uh, and, and staples for that. And I think uh, toothpaste is a big, uh, toothpaste is a big uh, need at the moment. So if you just, while you're shopping, grab an extra uh, tube of toothpaste and donate that as, or, or anything else you wish to do as well. And so please be, uh, be aware of that. Egg cartons, and I think that's it. Amen. Morning tea. Okay, the narthex afterwards. You're all very welcome.
Noella and uh, Savitri's got it all under control there. Someone wants, someone's doing an interpretive dance in the back there. I can't really see. <laughs> Okay. Well, we thank God. We thank God. Amen. We thank God. Big voice. Yes. <laughs> Can we stand up? We need to go out. <laughs> and then go in peace to love to serve the Lord. In the name, in the name of, of Christ. Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.